Northwestern Medicine, relentless in their pursuit of better health care. Learn more at nm.org slash better. We love when the doctor joins us. It's sponsored by Northwestern Medicine, relentless in their pursuit of better health care. You know Dr. Jim Adams. He joins us on the Lisa Dent Show quite often. And doctor, uh, I think we saw the headlines today. It's buzzing around social media about a cancer vaccine by 2030 based on the MRA research that they did for the COVID vaccine. Is there any hope in that? Well, there is. In fact, uh, this research for the past two decades has been going on in the hope of a cancer vaccine. And then COVID came and the vaccine was manufactured with the technology. So this has been in the site all, all the time to see if they could find the segments of a cancer that's unique and create a vaccine for it. So fingers crossed. Fingers crossed for sure. And would it be any specific type of cancer or cancer cells overall? Well, they're trying, they're, they're identifying specific cancers and finding those targets. So solid tumors right now, and um, they'll be testing it in many, many different types of cancers. Uh, the cancers often have unique genetic fingerprints. So th- this immune response is really uh, a route for many types of cancers. But then you have people who will say, "Mm, I don't know, I have to wait and see because I know that my kid wanted, after watching a dear friend go through cervical cancer, he was like, okay, all right, I'll I'll take take Gardasol. And he did it and he did the booster and he's happy for it. But a lot of people push back on that. That's understandable, but but not worth pushing back on the 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 benefit of these vaccines is really overwhelming it's really the smart thing to do it's really not at the root of it controversial especially like the hpv vaccines i know 11 and 12 year olds it seems uh, just get the vaccine it helps throughout the course of life it's a smart thing to do yeah i actually did have that conversation with him when he was 12 and then he went and got the booster a couple of years ago and passed out while getting the booster and ironically his doctor said her daughter passed out while getting it i don't know if that's just fear of shots or what it might be but it is worth it knowing that uh he'll keep the women who will be in his life very safe from a cancer so and frankly himself yeah honestly uh dr jim adams is here if you have a question send us a text at 312-981-7200 speaking of that have the guidelines changed i I'm embarrassed to say that during COVID, I did not get in for all my checkups. I'm like everyone else. And I now find out that, oh, you don't need a pap smear every year. Every two years is fine. And being an endometrial carcinoma survivor, I feel like, well, don't I need one every year? Why has that changed? Yeah. So what they recommend, uh, anybody who has a cervix should get an HPV test at least every, every five years. And then the um, the pap smears can be every three years. Talk to your doctor because they are trying to depressurize this, but keep keep women very very safe. So it, it's not that every year pap smear anymore. But these are sl- very slow evolutions. They really want to make sure it's safe, um, and this is why it really is just good to have a conversation with your primary doctor to get all the screenings, your colonoscopy, mammography, everything set up. And if you're a smoker, lung cancer now, we're screening for that. So there's a lot of things to keep an eye on, and men prostate. So definitely talk about this with the primary doctor. Okay, good. I want to talk about that, that slow evolution, what that means, and certainly any kind of screening for lung cancer coming up. But first, to check on weather and traffic with Mary Vandeveld. 
Dr. Jim Adams is with us. The doctor is in and questions are coming in. One of them, Dr. Adams, is can all high blood pressure be treated? I have a doctor appointment tomorrow, 55-year-old male, blood pressure about 160 over 110. Is it too late for me? Absolutely not too late. Absolutely start getting it treated. Be, get a home blood pressure cuff. Don't stress about it, but follow up with your doctor. Huge, huge health benefits to getting your blood pressure controlled at 55. That's perfect. Just jump in. Good. Okay. I didn't know there were lung cancer screenings. So if you're a smoker, you can go to mm-hmm. the doctor and say, hey, I want to be screened for lung cancer? Absolutely. Pretty new. If you're a heavy smoker or were a heavy smoker, even if you quit, um, between the ages of 55 and 74, a very low-dose lung CT, just to see if there's any early cancer developing, can be done once a year. So every year, just get the lung scanned and pick up a cancer, because often, we, otherwise, we pick it up too late. Because I'll tell you what, I know smokers who won't go to the doctor because mm-hmm. they're embarrassed and they don't want to be preached to, and they understand that you know that it's frowned upon. So I think that's an option that would get people into the doctor's office if they knew you could get screened for that. So you know, in healthcare, we don't need to be judgmental. We want to help people, but I know people feel awkward. We have whole programs, a lung cancer screening program. It's just the routine and schedule is set up. No stress. Just get it done. Dr. Jim Adams is the chief medical officer at Northwestern Medicine, and he joins us at least once a month to answer your questions and mine. You were talking about the slow evolution about the criteria for testing for things like uh, colonoscopies or prostate cancer or pap smears, breast exams. And when you say slow evolution, that's changing based on new research? People, the scientists are monitoring large populations and, and don't want to over screen if it's not picking things up and put people through things like colonoscopies, trying to find better ways to screen because nobody likes the colonoscopy or the mammogram. And so um, as, as science evolves, just just like we were talking um, with the pap smears and so and, and the smoking. So the, the colonoscopy, you know, right now at age 45 and with mammography, conversation with your doctor at 40 to 45 and some women will be right for some women it won't. So this this does require a relationship with a doctor, a doctor who knows your risks, your preferences, and um, and then we'll follow the guidelines so it's a, it's a good thing. It's just everybody should be in this in this so that we can prevent the consequences of late-stage cancer. If you have a question for the doctor, 312-981-7200. I read a headline that said, it's not okay to let kids drink coffee, so why do we do it? And I do see kids, <laughs> 11, 12, 13, having a Starbucks with their mom or their dad, good or bad. Not good, not good. Caffeine, many of us adults are used to the caffeine, and the kids will too, but the kids are smaller. The Starbucks does have a fair amount of caffeine, a lot of caffeine, and it's way too much caffeine. And it's a mild stimulant, but it can lead to fast heart rate, difficulty concentrating, and your body gets used to it. So it's not really a healthy thing. It's not a good thing in any way. I would recommend healthier options. And back to the cancer screenings, the number one biggest thing is healthier diets and exercise. And the Starbucks really does not fit into the healthy guidelines for the for the kids. 
there are many better options, nor, nor the sports drinks and nor these other artificial drinks. The natural stuff is the way to go. Yeah, and let me just send a little note out to everybody who's got a dog. Those puppuccinos are just whipped cream. Do not let your dog consume them because <laughs> they, too, don't digest that very well. Um, someone said, what's the difference with kids drinking coffee versus kids drinking Mountain Dew or Coke or the energy drinks? Um, this oh, person said it's kind of hypocritical yeah. if we let them drink that. Yeah, so uh, as a treat, I think those things should be considered treats and not daily consumption. They're not healthy for adults or children, and there's much healthier options. If you're not feeling great moods, great energy, honestly, correct the diet, more water, more natural drinks, healthier vegetables and fruits, your energy will increase, your attitude and mood will increase, I promise you. Dr. Jim Adams is with us. Um, someone said, has Dr. Adams heard of people developing numbness, pain, and tingling in their calves and feet after having COVID, almost like neuropathy? Yes, actually. That's not that's a rare complication. It's not one of the more common ones, but it has been described uh, it, for sure. And they're the, the long COVID survivors, and many of the people with long COVID are healthcare workers, so they, we understand a lot of these complications. One of the rare ones is, is a numbness like neuropathy. That's true. Doctor, we got six minutes into the conversation without bringing up COVID until this moment. So since we are there, some of the headlines are saying there's a COVID wave building in Europe. Um, Dr. Fauci today said there were two uh, new, more dangerous COVID variants. Where are we? What's the update when it comes to COVID? So the number one thing right now is there's a bivalent booster out. So go get your booster. It's, the uptake is very, very little, but everybody's immunity is likely waning right now. So I got my booster. I don't like to get shots. I got my booster and, feel, and I want the protection through the winter. I got my flu shot also. So get flu, get COVID because we're seeing COVID go around right now. And if enough people keep their immunity high, we're, we'll have an easier winter. Uh, so that would be my number one recommendation. The more worrisome variants, they have not taken a hold yet. I'm not worrying about things that are far off. I'm worrying about now and the weeks ahead, and that's just keep my immunity high. Okay, so in the weeks ahead, are, ahead, are we more worried about COVID or the flu? Uh, for me, honestly, COVID has been circulating this summer and right now. And so I think people probably have had minimal or asymptomatic infections, so it's been circulating. I'm therefore more worried about the flu. Interesting. And we had a big conversation about this last week because a pharmacist from Dixon sent in a text and said, do not get the flu shot and the COVID shot, the booster at the same time, because then you can't determine if you have a reaction, what caused that reaction. What's your reaction to that? Well, so my personal thing is you can get it this at the same time. You might feel crummy the next day, but that's your immune system working. You're building immunity. Just rest. I, it, for me, it was actually more convenient to separate it, but I didn't have re- big reactions to either. Um, and I just say get it how it's convenient for you. Okay. Um, Bill, you've got a question for Dr. Adams. You're on. Hey, Dr. Adams. Hi, Lisa. Um, yeah, I just got on uh, moxicillin for an infection, and I'm wondering, um, should I wait until I'm off of that or any period of time after that to get my COVID uh, booster? So it's not a big deal, but if you have an active infection of any sort, we want you to really heal from that infection, mostly because we just don't want you to be sick and, and have fevers. Uh, and But shortly after, at the end of the course, when you're feeling well, you can get your you can get 
any of the vaccines that you want. It's not dangerous to take it now by any stretch of the imagination. You could. It's safe. It's just we just don't want you to feel sick if you're already feeling sick. Dr. Adams, thanks for jumping on the Lisa Dent Show and answering all our questions. It's my pleasure. Talk to you later. That takes care of the newsroom temperature ch- check today. We went to a professional for it. It's sponsored by American Weathermakers Heating and Cooling, the 60 Minute Men. The one thing that I didn't get a chance to ask him about, but Leland Vittert is going to join us. Boston University came out and said they created in lab a COVID that is so dangerous it killed 100% of the mice. That was yesterday. Today, they're walking back the story. We'll get Leland's story on it. He's covering it on his show. That's coming up next after Steve's newscast from the Northwestern Medicine Newsroom.